What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey. And the Kincaid of these dream warriors, Charlie Hickman. <laughs> oh, thank you. I am honored. He's cool. He's cool he's and cool. strong. He was my favorite. Nice. All right. While you're here, we'd love to interact with you. So you can go ahead and send us an email at talktalkpunch at gmail.com. Ask, ask us a question and maybe your question up on one of our mailbag mm-hmm. or you can comment down below just please remember to be nice about it and then whether you're watching us on youtube or if you're listening in on the audio version of the podcast make sure you hit the thumbs up hit the star rating hit all those things that help us with those algorithms those things actually help those things. looking for interaction thumbs up so you could do that we'd really appreciate it. and then once you do that you can also come back here and subscribe or else Dylan's going to come to your house. He's going to put lab sachets all your beds. <laughs> <laughs> and no one likes the smell of lavender. I got it. It's going to smell your whole house like lavender. I don't want that. It, it'll be hypoallergenic, though. So nobody's going to be... Uh, it, they'll just be mildly irritated, but not no rashes will form. You'll be fine. Irrational hatred of lavender later at another <laughs> time. All right, and then, so make sure you subscribe so that doesn't happen. I don't want your house right. And then you can <laughs> easily come back here every Wednesday to hang out with us and see what we're talking about, kind of like this week's topic, kind of special one. This one, we are ranking, are these, would, Dylan, would you say these are the top 10 or just 10? I, I'm, I'm going to say 10. <clears throat> we're going to rank 10 of the deaths from A Nightmare on Elm Street. These are kills. films that, Ready that, Kruger for kills. that both Dylan and Charlie really like. I think I've seen these movies. <laughs> they love them. So we're going we're gonna to have some fun. Dylan's going to gonna explain them because we can't show them because there's copyright. Right. Stuff. Those will get taken down super fast. But Very quickly. Dylan, in all of his uh, memory goodness of all of these. <laughs> don't, just, don't forget about the descriptive goodness. Well, I thought I thought you were going to act it out. Is are we not doing that anymore? Oh my gosh, gonna... that's an even better idea. Stop <laughs> recording, Dylan. You got to act all these out. We're starting over. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. That's absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you Dylan. You want to give us some background on this? Absolutely. Well, basically, what we're going to be doing is. We're going to be judging these 10 kills. Uh, I didn't want to put any of the worst or the best or all any of those kinds of things. I, I put a good fair amount of kills and a fair number of them. And I wanted to do at least one from each of the, what you could call the main timeline. So we're not doing the, uh, uh, the what is it, the final, not the final nightmare, the new nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, we're not doing any from New Nightmare. We're not doing any from the reboot or anything along those lines. We're doing from the main timeline for Freddy Krueger, starting from, you know, the first one all the way through Freddy versus Jason. Uh, some, I mean, these kills are classic. Freddy's not known for his high body count because basically when you go into a dream, yeah, you're basically killing one person. But he, what he lacks when it comes to uh, quantity, he really makes up for in uh, quality. So we are going creativity. to be, oh, absolutely. The creativity behind them are fantastic. I've always loved the idea of, of uh, 
you know, dreams and all that kind of thing. And, and these, they really explored a lot of that stuff. I was going to say so, creative murder, but yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. All right. Well, let's go over to. So I'm going to go ahead and list them out now for the eagle eyed folks who are looking at Charlie saying, wait a second. Yes. There's a different mark down in the corner. Probably just point like this. Other way. <laughs> down low. See that guy? Yeah, I know. He doesn't match this mark. Dylan gave me a list. Sue me. There's multiple marks that have been killed in Nightmare on Elm Street. And Franchise. I made the th Franchise. So, yes. If you loved it that mark's death, I'm sorry. We're not going to talk about <laughs> it. We're going to talk about this mark's death. So. Here is what we're talking about. We're going through Tina from A Nightmare on Elm Street, Glenn from A Nightmare on Elm Street, Carrie from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Philip, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Aaron, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, yeah. Abby from, I'm just going to say part four. Okay, good, good. Kincaid from part four, Greta from part five. Carlos from Freddy's Dead and Mark, that Mark, from Freddy versus Jason. Nice. All well right. done, bros. Excellent. So what we're going to do, we're going to shuffle these all up. We're going to put them in a pile. They're going to come out one at a time. And as they come out, we're going to rank them. Yes. Dylan, buy me like five seconds. Okay. Basically, folks, what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at these and we're going to be thinking about stuff like creativity, scariness, coolness, stuff along those lines. Some of these are unbelievably memorable. And I, I mean, all of them I can, I can talk about from memory. Some of them, I mean, I'm sure all of them you can talk about from memory too, right, Charlie? Mm-hmm. All of these seem familiar. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to remember and we're going to describe them. And we're going to and Broads watched them all as well, and so yeah. we're going to basically see which one goes where. Yeah, and I, I think it'd be interesting, you know, too. I, we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, how much certain aspects of of the whether it's the acting in the scene, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the comedy, the violence, the the creativity, the gore. Uh, whatever it may be that draws each of us to rank some of these uh, scenes higher or lower than others. Uh, it'd be kind of interesting to hear you guys' uh, methodologies, like what you like, what, what drives you towards that number one. I've got a couple that I, I know I want up at yeah, the top. Yeah. Yeah. Me I'm, too. I'm, I got a couple that I know I want. The, I, I feel I got a couple like that. I want really low. So I, mm -hmm. mean, I might have some lively debate. I, I, ha I made sure I made sure to pick ones that were good and maybe not so good, uh, just to give us uh, you know a you know a little bit of uh, a variety. Here we go. So yeah, so these are all shuffled up. <clears throat> they weren't shuffled up. So I had to shuffle them up, and then they're going to come out one at a time. We're going to place them. Just because they get placed doesn't mean they're stuck there. They can still get moved around. As more up, and we say, ah, that one is higher. I don't want to put that one low. So that. Nice. So to start out, we've got Philip. Philip from A Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors, nineteen eighty-seven. 
he made puppets, and so Freddy turned him into a puppet, lashed his arms, slashed his ankles, and tore his tendons out, forcing him to walk down the hall, upstairs, apparently, into another whole building, and forced him to fall to his death, making it look like suicide. This was a really cool one, I've got to say. The makeup and the special effects are excellent. And when you see him walking around in real life as if he's being marionetted without any marionettes, it is very creepy. This is in the top three for me. Agreed. Yeah, this is this one uh, was like, uh, this is the first movie that I saw when I was a kid. I saw way too young. Uh, shout out to our earlier episodes of movies we watched uh, when we were way too young. Yeah. Uh, this is my, my introduction to the Nightmare franchise, but... Man, that death was like super creepy, uh, and at the time, the effects. <laughs> I mean, you can watch it now on YouTube. I, I don't know how well it's held up, but uh, come on. But at the time, at the time, it was like, oh wow, that's so that's like that's crazy, man. It is, it is, it is creepy, and it's gory. I mean, you've oh, yeah. you've got this guy, you've got like his veins or something pulling him. Got these arms and. It's, it's. I'm saying two. Saying two. I'm saying two. I'm throwing it out. I mean, he just died from falling out. So where would you put it? Of all of these, yeah, it's probably pretty high. I I could go with like <laughs> two or three. Let's put it three for now, and then and then three? gives us gives us some wiggle room to debate. Okay. All right. Next up, Ooh, we have Greta, Greta. played by Erica Part Anderson. Part 5, Dream Child, 1989. Not a very good movie, but easily the best death in the movie, where she is at a dinner party her mom is throwing. She gets basically trapped in her chair, and Freddy starts force-feeding her until her mouth looks like she's the lady in the radiator from, um, from Eraserhead. Huge, and we also get to find out that he's feeding her herself. Yeah. <laughs> and to top it way all off, she gets to beg Alice for help after Alice's refrigerator time warps into like <laughs> decay, and there she is. It is a I and then and then when you see it from the wait. people's perspective, it, but wait, there's more. When you see it from the people's perspective, like people who are already awake, she's coughing like she's choking which is really horrific. You fall asleep, and then you also have food in your mouth, and you choke, and people are like, what the hey? And then she just drops dead. Yikes. Not a good movie. Excellent death. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the more uncomfortable ones in the list. This one was this is a hard, this is a hard to watch. Uh, oof. Where are you I don't know if that makes it good or bad, but I... Anyway. I yeah, I know. I was, I was waiting for a follow-up there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I know I said I was curious what you how you guys would push your rankings. I'm still not even sure how to do it for myself. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's gotta this, be top five, right? Yeah, from this list, I think it was up there. You know, the the makeup and stuff is good. I don't know if it quite holds go, up. It's, it's top five. Let's go five. It's it's pretty obvious that it's like fake because even like she just has like the hole, like her mouth hole that's just yeah, like stays there and doesn't move at all um but yeah the whole scene is very uncomfortable it is pretty gruesome the whole thing i think oh, it could i think it could start a 
and and Freddie's and and she, you know, they they started doing this thing in, in the Nightmare on Elm Streets where they were like, you know, they, like the, the first one, he's just kind of killing people, and then the second one, you know, we don't, we'll talk about the second one. <laughs> but but they start slowly just bringing in like the like she has an eating disorder, and so we'll, of course we'll kill her through stuffing food. And, you know, it's just like they start really like making the deaths like more emotionally sad for the people who are being murdered, like more of the yeah. psychological torture along with their deaths. Real sad. Yeah. <laughs> you also get Freddie dressed as a chef. Yeah. Makes a makes a good spaghetti, oh that guy. Uh, let's put put it five for now. Five for now. Yeah, let's let's start at five. I can always move. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Carrie from Part Two. Freddy's oh, Revenge, nineteen eighty five, played by Cindy. This Walsh. is this is an important one to talk about because this was the weirdest. Okay, this movie was weird, right? And it broke, I think, a lot of the rules that we've come to understand. Freddy allegedly follows. It, she dies. It wasn't her dream. It's a good point. Charlie makes a good point, and it's technically an error on my part because, technically speaking, Jesse's having the dream, from what we can tell, at least. I guess it also could be uh, his girlfriend, or it, maybe it could be Carrie's dream. We're not actually sure. But or it could be real life. Yeah, who or knows? It could be real life. And so, I mean, it, if we are going off of it's Jesse's dream, which I always kind of assumed it was. It, um, especially because they at the end they drive off into that desert again, the Ohio desert. <laughs> uh, basically, what happens is they're on a school bus, and it's great because they're talking, and Jesse gets scared, thinking things are you know it's, things are still bad. Maybe this is a nightmare he, because he has a car. Why is he on the bus? And yeah. so, <laughs> wait, wait. So I mean, like it makes sense to be like, wait, what's happening? Don't I drive? Yeah. Yeah, if I ever wake up on a school bus, I'll be like, well, this is bad. What happened? Wait a minute. And, and so he, they say, don't freak out. Everything's fine. And even, and <laughs> Carrie, played like uh, even like, hey, it's all over. And as soon as she does, boom, right out of her chest pops Freddy's glove. And they drive off into the desert. Everybody, and supposedly she gets killed. So uh, we don't know whose dream it is exactly. Maybe it's Jesse's, which means how could she get killed? But like Charlie said, they, were, they did a lot with the rules on this one, but it's still the best kill in the movie. It's the best it one. Is, it is, it is, for sure. <laughs> nice it's it, this one's very fast, though. It's, yeah. it's really this just would be a hand low. through the chest. I, it's, like yeah. I said, this one wouldn't be low. I wanted to do, like I said, one from every movie, and this yeah. was by far the best from that movie. No Grady or Coach Snyder on this one. It, because this one was just the best. So, I mean, I'm thinking what, like, was it, maybe was, a nine? Party, the party goer was like, hey, just chill out, man. It's oh, yeah, good. yeah, that guy. <laughs> we just want to help you. Help yourself. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I would I would think, like, eight, eight or nine. Okay. That sounds eight. good. Eight or nine. Which one? Yep. Start with nine. Start with nine. Whenever he asks you a question like that, Dylan, our job is just to agree with him. Ah. <laughs> you just agree with me when I ask you a question. Yep. And I agree. I love it because the question isn't a yes or no answer or, yeah. <laughs> or a question. It's, it, it's like, no. just, you're like eight or nine. We're like, yes, you're right. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Correct. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Kincaid from A Nightmare on Oh, man. Part four. Dream Master from 1988. Yeah, this pisses this, me off. This really sucks because Kincaid was a fantastic character, by the way, played by Ken uh, Sagos. And he 
is so good at playing Kincaid. He was fantastic. He survives Dream Warriors. And in the very beginning, he doesn't get anything to do. He gets killed off. In fact, he's the first kill in the movie. And he goes to sleep. He wakes up in the trunk of a car that's in the um, place where they had basically buried Freddy's bones, uh, a junkyard of all of cars. And he gets out, and his dog, Jason, um, <laughs> takes a pee, and he pees fire, and Freddy comes back to life. And, it, you know, it makes sense. There's a science that works. It, it, there is some sort of logic. It makes sense. It makes sense. It is, uh... <laughs> Freddy comes back. He, he regenerates, and he gets out. Kincaid throws a car on him, and we also notice Pushes that a car he, on him. He pushes a car, sorry, pushes, throws, and looks up yelling for Kristen in what looks like a planet-sized car junk, car junk, junk for cars, whatever it is. It's like a maze. And yeah, it was, and it was that too. And then after this, we see Freddy grab him and stab him. He's like, tell him Freddy sent you. Not the most dynamic of kills, and I was not pleased with how with uh, who they were killing. I mean, this would be one of the lower lower ten, uh, five for me, like an eight. Yeah, I think this I think be... in oh, go for it, Charles. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say in terms of just like yes, it's not the goriest or anything like that, but kind of on the creepy level. You know, That's true. It, it was because he's running around and the cars start. You know, Turn yeah. on their lights, oh, you know, and, and these are these are all yeah. dead cars, and they're turning on the lights, mm -hmm. and the horns are going off, and the cars start moving, and kind of start moving in on him, where he's just in this oh, tiny yeah, little space. So it did kind of have that claustrophobic feel to it. That kind of were like, oh man. True. Are you thinking six? Freddy's gonna get six? Sure. Are you like thinking my, six? This is like my my number ten. Is it really? I, the, I, I, I enjoy the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The thing that they do that I absolutely hate and it pisses me off is they have survivors killed in like the subsequent movies, and it takes away any of the emotional joy you feel from the previous films. It just, it just, it just deflates it. They, oh, Nancy survives one. Great, we'll kill her in three. Oh, oh, you know, oh, these these people survive three. Great, we'll kill them in four. Oh, you survive four. Great, we'll kill you in five. It it takes away any of like the the joy if you're watching the movie and you're like oh and you're and you're connecting with the characters and you're rooting for them what's the point what's the point in rooting rooting for them they're just gonna die they're they're dead anyway oh you lived congratulations you'll just die in the next one uh it's true in part four alice gets you know is and dan both survive part five one of the first people killed off is dan dead immediately and well let's, just, let's so ahead, but the death itself is fine so i'm not for me personally and it's just personal feelings I, I watched three. It was the first Nightmare on Elm Street I saw. I loved it. I went back and watched one. Loved it. Watched two. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> and then I watched four and I was angry. Just angry. I didn't understand Nancy's death at the time because I didn't see one before I saw three. So I saw three and I was like, I don't know why everyone's so emotional about this. <laughs> He's just a random person. <laughs> <laughs> you saw one you're like, wow. and I saw one. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now I get it. That's why? stupid. So, but you guys can put it at six or seven. I'm not gonna be mad. Well, I just had to. I had to get my little vent on. I had to get a little vent on. I mean, we, we if we looked at the death itself, like he did, just get stabbed. Yeah. You know, at least Carrie, like Freddie's whole hand came through her chest. So if we wanted to either put Kincaid at ten, 
or move carry up to eight and put pin kid at nine. I'd be fine with that. Let's try that. Let's put let's put carry at eight and we'll we'll put Ken Kade at nine for, for the moment. For the uh, moment. You guys you guys are sweet. That's my that's my my guy right. <laughs> I mean he did. He just he he just kind of got true. stabbed. Okay. They, they couldn't even give him like a whole other half movie. They had to kill him right away, too. Somebody had to true. tell everybody that Freddy's back. <laughs> that's but he couldn't because he was dead. He couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> he, uh, no, he he was like he I, yelled it. Yelled it. To to, to his dog Jason <laughs> being fire somewhere in the corner. <laughs> All right, next okay. up we have Carlos from Freddy's Dead. 1991. This is, the, as far as I'm concerned, the worst movie on the list. Uh, played okay. by Ricky Dean Logan. He played a hearing-impaired individual who had a hearing, uh, a hearing aid. He, um, Freddy decided to first, was, it was first like with the grandmother, right? Right, bro? Yeah. First, he, he to clean his, his ears, his mom, yeah, which is what it sounded like. What made him deaf? Yeah, with a huge Q-tip, and she jammed it just about right through him. How that didn't kill him and end everything, <laughs> I don't know. That would have killed anybody, and somehow he was just okay. Usually in dreams, if I mean the whole thing is, is if it happens in a dreams, then that happens in real life, you die. But after this, then he gets his hearing aid back, and Freddy starts messing with him and making sounds throwing pins until his head explodes but the the right, hearing yeah, aid the hearing aid was so, it was it was almost like a creature because it yeah, had like it like, clamped on yeah yeah i don't like ear Cl- stuff now this one the worms too okay yeah. so so this one for me if this had been shorter if they had done the Q-tip thing and somehow killed him from there, I think this would have been a lot higher. But yeah, yeah. man, this just went on and on. It was a Q-tip thing. And then he fell downstairs. And then he put and then he got his ear cut off. And yeah. then he got his hearing aid and put it on and then it clamped on his head. And then Freddie's dropping pins that made his headaches. I was like, okay, like just Let's kill the guy. What's gonna kill this kid? Like, are you kidding? You know, and it's it starts out brutal. The the Q-tip thing is brutal. Just brutal. It could have been that, and this would have been high up. Higher, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Are we thinking ten? Just because of the ridiculous. It's not like you're thinking. Oh, they're probably gonna spare him. (laughs) He's he's definitely gonna make it. You know, just drawing out. He's gonna make it. He's gonna be all right. Yeah, uh, I, I, I put this on the bo- uh, definitely bottom five. I'm I'm towards the back end is good for me. We could drop him a ten. I I would be fine with ten. The worst movie, worst yeah. kill. Sounds good to me. All right, uh, next Glenn. up, got Glenn Nightmare played oh, by Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Mm-hmm. Now he played the, uh, you know, he was his character was supposed to be some big blonde jock, and somehow Wes Craven showed his Johnny Depp's headshot to like his daughter or something. She's like, "Oh, he's so dreamy." And he's like this, like, like small little, like, like pale, dark-haired kid, really. And I guess, and that's that's all it took. And so um, <laughs> he he took that role and made it his own, and. He was like he was like a good kid, and uh, it, he was lying in bed. He was told to stay awake, but this is not the first time he's decided to fall asleep when Nancy asked him not to fall asleep. And he's on his bed listening to music, 
<laughs> I think he's, he might be reading and he's also watching TV. His mother he's even watching asked, TV. Hey, he's watching TV, wasn't reading. But he was listening to music, too. Because the mom, he's even like, oh, you're, why are you listening to music? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing that, and I'm watching the TV. And she's like, it was like some talent show or something. And he's like, how are you going to know what they're going to say? And he's like, I don't care. And it's great because he had the full TV, like the, yeah, the old like his, eight, nine-inch screen TVs. <laughs> oh. some, some people may not remember the TVs, the nine-inch, you know, they were like that. <laughs> And, and the whole thing is just sitting on his lap. It's yeah, like, oh the gosh, that, that looks so uncomfortable. That looks terrible. <laughs> terrible. Hey, that was the precursor to, to like tablets, man. That's a, Yeah, right. Geez. And we ended up with iPads. <laughs> well, basically what happens next, we see Freddy's arm reach out of the bed and pull him down into it while he's uh, screaming for his mom. Not being sarcastic. He actually was doing that. And he pulls in the TV, he pulls in the record player, he pulls in everything. And after this, a huge geyser of liquefied Johnny <laughs> Depp, I'm assuming, because, I mean, and no human being could have blood like this, as much blood. It was, I don't know what it was, but they blasted him way out and out. And when you think they're done, more is out. <laughs> so. They actually... They were going to do another, like at the very end, his corpse was going to come up and like just fall, fall on the bed before they realized how could there possibly be a corpse after all of this ridiculous amount of blood? <laughs> there wouldn't be anything left. Really, really gross and creepy and kind of preposterous at the same time. Does not in any way, I mean, hey, Johnny Depp sold it when he was like, when he was screaming, I bought it. I don't know about the blood. It seemed way excessive. And oddly enough, in real life, it was the same thing. They were like, wow, there's, we, we put buckets down. And I'm like, are you guys kidding me? How is that possible? Buckets and buckets. I, I, I kind of like this death. So maybe, maybe I'll be, uh, maybe I'll be uh, an outlier here. I, 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 like, I, I just like one in general because I think the, they show a lot less. And I, I, I just I thought that was like That's more true. to the imagination and... Like there was, it was gruesome, but like it was. Uh, like we don't know what happened. What we don't know what he did. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he did to him down there, but but whatever it was, like that was horrible. Uh, so it's just I'm a mean, different kind of death, certainly than like you know Freddie mm, putting on mm -hmm. a chef's hat and being like, "Hey, bonjour, <laughs> it's me, Freddy Krueger. I'll be your murderer today." Um, the real twist, of course, in the chef one was when like there was a little rat that was kind of like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, crossover. <laughs> Uh, so I, I put this one in my top five, but I, I would understand if you guys just felt like it was it's too plain Jane and you wanted it in bottom five. I Where would, would you put would it? Where would you put it? I put maybe four. I so for me this is this is like one of my favorites. This is either my oh. one. Or two. Oh, that's fine. Really? Yeah, I think that this one is so neat, and because it's like it's pretty fast, right? He. He grabs Glenn like pretty quickly, but then just the amount of blood that co that comes shooting out of this bed, and like I remember, I watched the the movies that made us the Netflix thing on. Like they talked about having to have this this room, you know, that like rotated so that they could drop blood, and how they talked about how much so much blood, and it's it's remarkable how much blood they. They drop, or you know, not only not only did they do that, they actually had they constructed they did the, they used the same construct configuration that they did for the first death in the in the uh, um, in the film, where the room turned completely upside down and they dumped the blood down. But the funny thing is, 
because of the weight distribution, it rocked a bit. And so it got onto equipment and electrified the lights. And it also, <laughs> when you watch it, it looks like it's rippling and moving across the ceiling. It is because it was moving. It was like moving. So it kind of got onto a tilt a little bit. I had heard, I don't know who it was, but one of the camera operators I had heard was it got a bit of jolt from the uh, electrified <laughs> water or the, or the blood or something along those lines. It, they put a lot of time and thought into it. I, it was a, just a hair too much blood for my taste. I'll say if you guys want it one or two, I'll say two for me. Charlie, you originally said four. Do you, would, you, would you guys just, rather have it at four? No, I, I'm I'm good with it uh, up in the top. I thought I was going to be a uh, kind of on an island with this one. So, um. well, and I think so. For me, like there's the really gory stuff, and I guess there's like the uncomfortable stuff. You know, like Carlos in the ear and stuff like that. Like, and maybe I just like that stuff as you know. But but to watch this and so to watch that happen and then see the amount of blood, I'm just like. That's one of those like, oh, 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 you know, like, whoa, look at the look at this thing. So I, maybe that's just the the type of kill I I like. Yeah, two's good. Let's put let's put it there for now. We can we can see how it feels. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Debbie from Part Four. Yeah. What a, what a again, weird death this was. Played by Brooke this? Now, we learn about two things when it comes to Debbie in part four. We learn that she loves to exercise, lifting weights especially, and she hates bugs. So what do we get? We find out that she's asleep while she's lifting weights, or maybe she was just lifting weights in the dream, and Freddy decides to spot her. He grabs the weight after, of course, he pushes it down, breaking her arms oh. at the elbows, and they flop out. That was horrible. That was horrible to watch. I really couldn't believe it. I saw that and I was like, oh, oh, geez. Oh, he tosses those weights. And her arms turn into bug arms. And she just runs away from Freddy, which understandable. She runs down a corridor and she doesn't realize that she has run into a, well, she doesn't realize where she is, but she falls down face first into a pile of what we can only assume is just goo and it rips her face clean off because she turned yeah. she's turning into a cockroach and she happens to have been now stuck in a roach motel and we see freddy's eye and he lifts it up and he says you can check in but you can't check out crunch goo splats out and she is dead encapsulating the two only two things of character development <laughs> that we got from <laughs> <laughs> They give you exactly what you need to know about him. <laughs> this is oh. a this is a top five one right here. Like I don't know. I mean, like if this is better or 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 maybe we put it at top four or three or four. Uh, this is this was a good death. That crunch with the weights. Oh, oh, the arm thing. I yeah, uh, flip forward. I was like, oh no, horrible, horrible. <laughs> and then I mean, the bug thing was weird. I'm watching it and I'm like. <laughs> going on here yes we get to see she's eating a sandwich or something and there's a bug on it and she freaks out and hates bugs and so we realize that's going to have something to do with this obviously and it is that's what we get we get <laughs> we get exactly what we what we uh what we paid for with debbie we get the weights we get the bugs the only thing worse is if she would have been eaten alive by bugs 
So I have two two that I know that I like more than this left, and maybe that's Sorry. maybe you guys will disagree. But maybe put this one at five and bump down Greta. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. I think that Debbie is a top five. Yeah. And we can we can maybe negotiate her higher too, just depending on how you guys feel about yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll the rest of these. All right. Next up, we have Tina. Tina. From a nightmare on Elm Street. The first, the first movie, the first kill. Tina, played by Amanda Weiss. You'll also remember her from, well, we're not going to get into that. Either way, the point is. From other movies she was in. Um, but she uh, this was one of the scariest deaths for me because she was we see her have a nightmare in the very beginning we don't know what's happening this is the introduction of all of these and freddy krueger we see that she's scared and she has her friends over and her boyfriend and her boyfriend and her you know uh, have their relations and they fall asleep and they're not going to fight anymore and she gets tempted outside she knows she has nightmares and she just goes outside like a nightmare and there's freddy elongated arms walking down the alley and chases her he cuts his fingers off he i like he calls out her name and she actually politely turns and looks he cuts <laughs> off his fingers he cuts his chest and he, he does all sorts of things and she runs and he catches her on the porch his toys with her he toys with her completely super unsettling like, it's really unsettling. The first Nightmare on Elm Street is by far, for me, the scariest, even though part three is easily the coolest. Um, and he even rips her face off and laughs at her and lifts her into the air. And finally, when he's in the when she's in the air, he cuts her right down the middle. And oh, it is gory and it is scary, creepy, all of the above. This was the nightmare to start off with when it comes to this. And that's one of the things that made it fantastic as a, as an introduction to the character to the series it, it, all around excellent uh, well and i i think that the thing with this one that the the dream portion i remember i remember when i mm -hmm. first watched it i thought it was kind of mm -hmm. silly looking i thought the elongated arms were kind of silly yeah, oh yeah that was really silly but <laughs> it's when when you get over into the real world and she's yeah. getting dragged up the wall and up onto the ceiling and mm. cut and just bleeding. like that is mm. terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> that really is very scary. And her boyfriend is just pointing and like, screaming her name yeah. as she's being dragged up the wall. I mean, and this is, by the way, the first death. This is the one they used the same one in the death with Glenn because it, it like, turned around. And <laughs> her boyfriend couldn't do anything but he hold his arm out because, technically, he was, like, on... I can't remember if he was, like, he was, like, strapped in and, like, she was on the floor and he was on the... Something like that. But, I mean, it was a really technically interesting kill yes. right, all around. Yeah, this is my number one, for sure. I think it has to be. It's the, yeah. Is it one of the, I think one of the most, if not the most iconic kill, and it's mm -hmm. the first. So yeah, they no, started I, off strong. I, I, and... I I agree with that. Yeah, real life. Like I said, the dream portion will easy. That's in real world stuff. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> cuts open his chest i was like oh oh and when he catches her on the porch i don't know why that image was terrifying to me 
of him actually catching her on the porch as she's rushing for that door for safety. Not that it would have done her any good, but for some reason that image is just like. Yeah. Okay, All right. So we next up we have we Mark from Freddy versus Jason from two thousand and three. This was now like this was one of the only <laughs> kills that Freddy got himself in Freddy versus Jason. Uh, Mark, played by Brendan Fletcher. Yeah. He was <laughs> he escaped a mental asylum with uh, John Ritter's son, Jason Ritter, and he <laughs> inadvertently tells everybody about Freddy at the high school, and he goes home, and he... <sighs> I don't know, he's waiting for his friends, and he realizes he's falling asleep, as for some reason they do. You think they really have enough adrenaline to stay awake just by being scared, but they're not. And he goes to take his stay awake pill and he drops it down the drain and he sees his brother who committed suicide, played by the guy, uh, the bully from a, a Christmas story. And it's Freddy and he's in the bathtub and he's bloody and he's telling uh, Mark that he's got to tell him, like, make everybody scared of him and all that kind of stuff. And Mark refuses. So he throws him around the room and sets him on fire, slashes his face and burns his name into his back. Ooh, and the acting in this is, yeah, I mean, he really sold the terrifying part, I gotta say. Uh, and while his it, friends just watch all this happen through the window. Yeah, <laughs> we, we revisited this. Uh, <laughs> and, this class, bro, what are you going to do? You're, you're trapped out there. Yeah. Well, it, it, they were like politely knocking. They were like, hey, I, hey you're I on fire, buddy. You're on fire. <laughs> we're Hello. knocking at your window no. here. We've done everything we could. We've exhausted all resources. But we're not judging it on his friends and their thought process or ingenuity. We're judging it on the brutality of of the kill. The the sudden cut on the face was uh Yeah. Was, yeah. That's the, the, that's the that best, so, best part. That was really part. cool. Look at it. <laughs> what I do you guys think? Still a, I think this is still a bottom five for me. But uh do you open think it's better or worse than, than Greta? Are we moving Greta again, or do you think seven? Because this is better than Carrie. Better than Carrie? No, I like it better. I think for me, this fits really nicely there. I've been right in between. That makes sense. That makes Good sense, Charlie. Good right. with that. And last, certainly not least, Definitely not least. Aaron. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Played by Jennifer Rubin. This is from 1987. She, I've got to say, it is really... <laughs> she had said that all the guys had a crush on uh, Patricia Arquette, and she's like, nobody had a crush on me. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. When I first saw this, I saw this, I saw two, and I saw one, and then I saw three, and oh. It, it probably was the Mohawk that did it. <laughs> anyways she decides her dream power because they're dream warriors is that she is beautiful with the mohawk oddly she had really nice hair before and bad with a couple of switchblades not machetes not swords not guns but switchblades so okay when they all go into the dream world they get separated she finds herself in an alley her background is she was um in 
she was in the basically asylum, mental asylum, because she was she had like a drug problem and she had committed crimes, so she didn't want to go to jail, so she went into the asylum or therapy. She took some sort of a plea deal. I don't know what happened, but um, and so Freddie decided to bring her back to where she kind of came from in the uh, in an alleyway to you know to score drugs, and she's looking for him. She takes her blades out and she's walking in and. It is really cool. <laughs> and Freddie appears right behind her, of course, and they have a blade fight. And she gets him. And unfortunately, he realizes that he's outmatched. So he takes his fingers, and they all turn into syringes full of drugs, we can assume. And all of the track marks on her arms start... Because they want it. So gross. It really so is. Gross. And she can't do anything <laughs> about it. And he just comes right in, right into those and drains all the drugs into her, effectively killing her. They were going to do, it's rather, I mean, I will admit this, she just kind of screams no and then like that. You don't really see her die because they were going to do a head exploding uh, bit and (laughs) the effect never worked. It just did not explode. And they're like, all right, we can't do it. So the, all of it is, is excellent until the absolute actual death, they kind of cut away rather quickly you don't really see the aftermath or anything but i've got to say so cool that lead up and the actual death when he jams right in there it is so cool what do you guys she, think she actually like fought freddie and like yeah they fought and she like stabbed him like right in the side it was she was like let's go ah she was ready to take him out really yeah, cool. the, the track mark thing was really gross it looks just like Charlie's lip. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I for me for me this would be my number two or three. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I love this death. This is an excellent one. If you guys made an argument that it's number one, I might just go along with it. But if without any argument from you guys, I would this for me it would have been my number two or three, because really cool and I love the fact that she didn't scream like out of fear and like or jump she like he he showed up and she was right there like yeah and she even said let's go i love it she wants to fight and she fights him yeah yeah this is definitely top five for me and i'm i really top four i'm good with i don't know i'm good with any of those spots if we wanted to switch three and four if we wanted to to do some other shenanigans up there i'm I'm good with it i mean we could drop philip to four but Aaron three. Or Which do you, would you guys best. want to make a case for Taryn to be even higher than three? Well, Dil- I can I can make Dylan's case. Dylan's case is too much blood. <laughs> well, that that's a good point. That would be my case. <laughs> if you don't have a if, but if you don't have an argument better than that. <laughs> it's, a fair, it's a fair argument. It was a lot of blood. So what do you think? Should this, should it, uh, it doesn't seem like you have any other arguments then. Um, maybe I, we just I clean mean, the three. I, for me, I like having Tina, Glenn, Aaron. I just, Karen. I really like Glenn. They're good. They're I think, really I think good that guys. they're, I think that the deaths are, are cooler than Taryn's. I think Taryn has great lead up to her death. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. idea of, Freddie like injecting her with so much eyes. Yeah. But I think I still like 
Okay. For me, Terry would fall at number. All right. Let's, what, let's what do you guys think? guys think? I was happy with either two or three. Like either one of those would have made me happy. Yeah, three's good. I, I like it. Okay. I, I like happy the, with the, with everything else. I love that the first four are the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and then a Nightmare on Elm Street three. I yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah, like should one and then. Three. Should we huh? switch Kincaid and Carrie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, think so. Should. The lead up because it's creepy. Remember, bro? There's really nothing with the uh, with Carrie's or you, you had said. It's true. It gets more of the shock jump scare factor. But Kincaid's is creepier. Kincaid's is creepy. All those cars. The his like body like reef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. All right, I like I like this list. This good. is good. This looks good. All right. So we have at number 10, Carlos from Freddy's Dead. Number nine, Carrie from part two. Number eight, we have Kincaid from part four. Seven, Mark from Freddy vs. Jason. Number six, we have Greta. Five, number five, we have Debbie from part four. <laughs> four, we have Philip. <laughs> From part three, <laughs> number three, we have Taryn from part three. For two, we have Glenn from part one. At number one, we have Tina. First is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was well fun. Read. Dylan, thanks for putting all this stuff together. This was a. Yeah, definitely. Lots of. All right. You guys have anything else to add to this? I, you know, I will say that if you have not had a chance to watch our building a horror movie, uh, Dylan uh, builds himself <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Uh, I know that uh, we were just talking about this before uh, before we, we went on uh, to record, but I, I believe there's Elijah Wood and some other people are pitching new ideas for the Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, maybe a reboot or a reimagining. And Dil hey, mm -hmm. our own, our very own Tudong Seal came up with, I think, a very great plan. Check it out. Thank Links you. Links below. Yeah, that'll be that. Well, no, not below. I'll I'll put the link, Charlie, right above your head. Charlie, Links above my head. Put up, put up your left, your left hand. Point up, left hand up. There you go, right there, right there. Look, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Uh, I will say, uh, thank, uh, thank you for, uh, <clears throat> thank you, uh, thank you for joining us, Dusting. Uh, we will see you next time. Uh, let us know your favorite deaths from the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, and let us know which one your favorite uh, in the in the franchise are. So you kind of heard us yeah. talk about some of our favorites. Uh, give us an order, uh, and let us know which ones you thought were the worst, because those are fun mm. to talk about too. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, we'll see you in your dreams tonight. Uh, but we won't. But we'll be kind. We'll be nice. Uh, Very we'll nice. Just be smiling, talking about Star Wars. So we'll see you there. <laughs> Hi. Like and subscribe.